0: Hello and welcome to TBC Equipped, we're a ministry of Trinity Baptist Church in Norman designed to equip you with uh, the resources to take the gospel into every area of life and engage our culture. I'm Curtis Winkle here with Ryan Polk. Hello, Ryan. Hey, man. And our special guest today is Bo Maynez. Bo is a, a, the athletic director at Norman High for all the sports. Um, Bo, you've been in education for how long
1: now? Uh, this will be my 16th year all right, 16 in education. Years.
0: And what all have you done in
1: those 16 years? Uh, I've been a teacher. I've been an assistant coach. I've been a head coach. And now I'm athletic director. Okay. Driven a few buses. I have my CDL and I've driven some buses. <laughs> oh, yeah. all right. Some yellow dogs. All right. yep. <laughs> yellow dogs. That's that what we a... call them. Yellow dogs. I like that.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: I've learned something
0: already. So um, what's a typical day <clears throat> right now for you, Bo, or a typical week as,
1: as athletic director? Wow, that—that's um, let's say in the fall. <clears throat> well, uh, I'm always busy. Let's let's just put it that way. Yeah. My phone is 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 ringing quite a bit, yeah. mainly with coaches that have questions. Uh, they're trying to do the right thing. Um, a lot of my job, well, it's it's different every day. Um, some of it, it's very, um, it's focused on checking into eligibility hardships. Uh, sometimes it could be bringing in a student athlete to encourage them to to do better in their classes. Yeah. Sometimes it's eligibility purposes. sometimes uh, it's uh, we have a new um, drug policy. it's dealing with that. Um, sometimes it's dealing with officials and making sure they're gonna be there. Yeah. Um, so a lot of coordinating of events, yeah,
0: yeah, very cool. So, Sixteen years, can you take me back into the wormhole 16 years ago or, or 20 years ago? what what led you into this decision to go
1: into education? Was that a passion of yours from a young age or yes. Um, I love this question. Um, when I was in high school, I fell in love with American history okay um, I think a part was the subject, but uh, a part of it was um, it was taught by the head wrestling coach. All right. Who was a teacher first, coach second, and um, he had a way to really bring uh, U.S. history alive in his classroom. He was very passionate, and you can tell that he was there to teach first and foremost, and then and then to coach, which he did amazing. He was amazing at both. He was teacher of the year. He was coach of the year, and so um, I felt led to teach history and coach. My junior year in high school, I knew right. that that is exactly what I wanted to do. And I felt called by the Lord to do that. Another reason I wanted to do it is I, I noticed that there were not very many um, uh, strong role models in the school, men. And and that's something that I I really uh, I saw and, and I thought about and I I desire to be a positive influence within public education.
0: Yeah.
1: What's that guy's name? Bob Workentine. That's awesome. And he, he's an amazing guy. And he was uh, your wrestling coach, yes. too. Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't know that story. That's cool. Either. That's yep.
1: very cool. In Salina, Kansas. Salina, Kansas. Still doing it? Uh, Is he retired now. He he's retired, but yeah. he's he's been everything. He's been he's been a coach. He's been a teacher. He's been an assistant principal, principal. Uh, he's been it all.
0: Well, just if I can take the liberty, you're you're a you're an inspiration and role model. Like I think you've done you've done really well to to fulfill that that goal. That goal. So. Thank um, you. All right. So the purpose of our podcast, Bo, is is we're talking with various members of Trinity about how they take the gospel, how the the gospel and their faith shape uh, the various areas of culture in which they operate. So whether that's at home, you know, as a mom, whether that's uh, in the business world, whether that's um, in, you know, education, whatever. So for you in the public school world for the last 16 years, what is that? What are some things that that looks like? How does your faith
1: shape the way you do things? Right. Um, So, you know, we've, we've talked about a couple of these questions prior to this. And, um, you know, I, I thought about some things, some words that kind of came to mind about uh, doing, doing what I do. And, and some of the words that came to mind were, were being intentional, um, patience and, and real. Um, Those words came to mind, um, because everything that I do, it's, it's based on relationship and relationships take time and trust takes time. And, um, there's a, a, a great quote by Joyce DeVinny that says, kids don't care what you do, they care what you say. And, and so most of us as adults, we want to see someone that's, that's practicing what, what they're preaching. Okay. And so, um, you know, a, a big thing for me is developing strong relationships with, hmm. with all sorts of people. And, and when I say all sorts of people, I mean, people that completely disagree with me in every way. Yeah. And, uh, I've, I've really been, uh, able to develop those relationships with, with, uh, with individuals that we, we completely disagree in all, on, on all levels. So is this, um, coworkers, Co- workers so teachers, coaches, um, some principles, yeah. uh, but but the beautiful thing is that we can have uh, a strong uh, dialogue that we can, um, I actually think that this strengthens our relationship, mm-hmm. um, the ability to kind of get our ideas out there, a free market of ideas. Yeah. I love it.
0: Yeah. So you said patient, real, what was the other thing you said? Being patient, being real, and being intentional. Intentional. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Could apply to a lot of. That's right.
2: A lot of different areas of, yeah. Bo, you've done a coaching, you've done admin, and you've taught, been in the classroom. Which do you prefer? Which do you like best? Which do you see the most opportunity in? Which has the most influence? Well, no doubt teaching.
1: Uh, I'm enjoying what I'm doing right now. Uh, it is a lot. It's extremely time consuming. But I would say that the biggest impact that I was able to have was in the classroom. Um, You're looking at teaching anywhere from four to five classes with about 30 kids in each class, Um, totally different kids. And that's actually the thing that I love the most, the diversity that you have within your classroom ideas. And that's something that I I teach within the classroom is this idea of of, of tolerance and true and undefiled tolerance. And what does that mean and what does it look like? And and what that means is uh, that all ideas can can be expressed um, from very conservative to not conservative ideas and that we will treat one another with, with uh, love and respect. And and that is something that I embraced within the classroom where kids could feel comfortable. They knew they could come in, sit down and they could share their ideas and, and it's okay to disagree. It's okay to disagree. So, um, the very definition of tolerance is based off of disagreement. Right. And right. so that's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Um, but, but I think, um, one of the things that I would like to see more personally is 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 more born again believers getting into public education. Uh, what a, what a great place to get into, and and there's so many kids you're talking about Norman High with a population of 2,100 students, Norman North 2,400 students yeah. uh, to to really be a positive influence in kids' lives. Yeah. And one more thing on top of that, and and you know when when it goes to coaching. One of the books I really love is uh, Inside Out Coaching, and it talks about it talks about coaches, and I, I think you can apply this in every area: uh, a parent, a coach, a teacher, admin. It talks about two types of coaches: the transformational coach and the transactional coach. The transactional coach would be someone that this kid is here; he's a, he's a number. What can he do for me, right? And the coach is always number one. And then the transformational coach, and that's what I'm about is the idea of transforming lives, and and what does that mean and what does it look like? Mm-hmm. It looks like relationships, investing, loving, uh, through through everything. Yeah. Um, you'll see a lot of kids in public ed that that really they need help, they need a lot of help, and uh, they're seeking help.
0: Yeah, that's good stuff,
2: man. Okay. You have, you have any uh, favorite stories uh, through the years of? like relationships that stood out or, you know, that you really got to make a difference in someone's life? Well, I, I'd probably say the,
1: the one that would be easiest that comes to mind would, would be, um, would be the, the story of the Sutter boys. And um, the story, just very briefly, two boys walk in the hallway, actually one was walking the hallway and uh, they, they had this walk. It was, a, it looked like a wrestler walk. A gladiator walk, like a, you know, like a Spartan warrior. Bull-legged. <laughs> kind of arms out a little arms bit. Uh, very confident. Anyways, uh, I, I can't actually remember if it was both or one, but I, I saw them and I said, hey, I said, you know what you, you, you have a build, a special build. You, you know what you're kind of built like? And he said, no. and I said, you're built like a wrestler. And he's like, well,
2: that's that's interesting. Uh, I'm actually out for basketball right now. And just a little I, bit of background. I mean, you wrestled in high school and college. Yes. So you you know, have with a little right, right. So, with that. So, man. as the
1: head wrestling coach at that time, You're I'm always walk, looking for wrestlers. Like, yeah. so I'm looking yeah. for wrestlers in the hallway. That's
2: right. And um, <laughs> so,
1: I, I saw them and, and stopped him and and they said, "Well, we just quit basketball." I said, "Well, you should consider wrestling." And they said, "Well, we would like to do that." And so, I invited mom on the wrestling team after I talked about character first. That's one of the things I always do. Tell, tell me about your character. Um, tell me about your grades. Um, tell me about. Uh, you know, just just your life in general, and and so, um, from the very beginning, I knew that it was a struggle for them. I knew that they were living with aunt and uncle, and that they had experienced a lot of a lot of trials throughout their life already yeah. um, as freshmen. Um, so after that, they come onto the wrestling team. Uh, we built a great. Re- I built a great relationship with these these guys and fell in love with them. Uh, noticed that over the summer that they moved. They actually moved from where they're at, aunt and uncle. To someone else and i knew that where they were staying they were going to be possibly in some trouble so i was reaching out to them quite a bit and uh they had expressed to me that you know life was tough and, and i told them i said hey if you ever need a place if you ever need a place uh, my home is open to you guys and so um after the summertime i didn't see them very much coming to practice so i gave them a call i said guys what's what's going on how are you guys doing and they kind of told me their situation. So right after that, they were kind of going from home to home. And uh, a day before their sophomore year, their mom calls me and says, "Will you take in my two boys?" Mm. And so they became part of our family. And uh, they've uh, they've been a part of our family for for a while now, many so, years.
0: So was that a was that a long
1: conversation between you and Christina? Was that a it was actually very. It was actually very short, and if, yeah. I, and if I'm being honest, one of the things I talk about is being real. And uh, the very next day, I remember waking up and looking at her, and her eyes are open, and I'm like, "What have we done? <laughs> uh, you know, what what have we done? I mean, yeah. we we just took in two sophomore boys, and uh, we didn't, you know, we hadn't read anything about it. We weren't prepared for it, but uh, I feel like we were being obedient. It's gonna yeah. Up your grocery bill pretty quick. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and your headaches
1: probably. well well the beautiful thing is that they're both wrestlers so they had to watch their weight <laughs> <laughs> so uh but but after wrestling uh yeah we definitely had to watch our bill Man, that's, oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome
0: I don't know that everybody I, I know not everybody's heard that story but they've seen the, the Sutter boys walking around it's like wrestlers
1: right but but on top of that there's there's the ongoing relationships and that's what this book uh, I brought in some books uh, yeah seasons of life it talks about these ongoing relationships um, I just had two of my wrestlers came to my birthday party, uh, which I didn't invite them. My wife did, but um, I, I have the wrestlers over, old wrestlers over quite a bit. Um, I saw one at Walmart the other day. Told him I love him, and um, I've been been thinking about him. I need to reach out to him and see how he's doing. Yeah. And so uh, they, they know I love him, and they know that they can always uh,
0: they can always call me. Give us 20 years. So you you, you said the you said you love your your wrestlers. Give us maybe a, kind of a short
1: speech you might give to to your your wrestlers do you, do you tell them right up front hey man i love you guys <clears throat> well to, to be honest i'm not i'm not one of those guys that they're going to come in and wow you with a speech i'm not that guy okay um, i'm a guy that's going to show you through my actions right. um i'm the guy that <clears throat> after match win or lose let's say you lost a match but you wrestled well i'm going to call that guy and say hey man you did you know you did well you did, you did uh, better than you think. I want you to keep your head up. Stay positive. Um, you know, I love you, win or lose. Um, I'm there for you. Uh, believe in yourself. Uh, work hard. You know, so I'm, I'm more of the encourager. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm not the 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 big message guy just before oh. the match. Uh, it's more about that ongoing relationship yeah. throughout. And the calls, the phone calls, um, the letters. I remember in college, uh, so I went to OU and wrestled right.
2: under Jack Spates, and <laughs> you wrestled at OU too. Now I—I a- I mean, it's a little known fact, but I—I've uh, been on staff at training a long time, but I also was a wrestling coach. <laughs> is that true? Is yeah, true? I coached wrestling at OU. That's not true. This is historically true. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. One one won
1: duel, Ryan was there and coached the Sooners to victory. No, joke. and it was a-, a win. It was a big win. It was a big win. Was he on the back? I-, I can't remember somebody? who wrestled. It was Hofstra. Well, that wasn't a big win then. This is not a matter of record. This is not true. We should have said someone like Iowa State or. I got to Google this okay.
2: later. <laughs> I sat yeah. on the bench. I talked to him before the game. I want to see you guys wrestle after this. I didn't say I wrestled. <laughs> I coached. Well,
1: you
0: know what you're doing,
2: your coach.
1: <laughs> I don't. I don't <laughs> wrestle people that I respect a lot. So. <laughs> hey, we're Oh man, I don't. Know. Okay, Jack Spates. Yeah. Um, so my freshman year was a huge struggle that transition from going from the big guy on campus to moving into the sooner program, which, uh, year in year out was a top three program in the nation. And one of the things he did, uh, he, he saw that I was struggling. He wrote me a letter and that was very powerful. And, uh, the letter basically said, Hey, um, care about you. You're doing awesome. We, we recruited, we recruited you because we, we have faith in you and, um, and, Keep your head up. Keep yeah. battling, um, and great things will happen. Yeah. Um, Jack Spates is actually the guy that gave me this book, yeah. Seasons of Life.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, in college, which I never read, <laughs> I finally read this. I finally read this uh, when we took in the Sutter Boys. Yeah. And uh, the cool thing is, you know, talking about being intentional is they had an English project, and and this would be good advice to to those parents that that might be sending their kids to, to public ed. Yeah. Is you, you've got to be extremely intentional. Yeah. You've got to know what they're doing, what they're being taught. Yeah. Um, you've got to know the teachers. Build a relationship with the teacher. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, so seasons of life. Um, they were doing a, an English report, and and I wanted them to to pick a book that would that would really impact them as men, right? And so uh, this is a book that we read together as a family. Mm-hmm chapter by chapter, and uh, what a what, what a great book. Um, and, and let me just kind of tell you the thesis about this because it's, it's it's really powerful. And it's for coaches, admin, parents, whatever. I've, I've really adopted this for my life, and that is this. He basically says that there's three things that, that you do, that you need to do, a simple recipe. You need to love your men or your wrestlers or your kids. You love them, you teach them the X's and O's, and you have a good time. And you think about that application as, as a parent. You love your kids with everything. You teach them the way. You teach them up.
2: And and then you try to you have a good time.
0: Big memories, yeah. That's
2: yep. really good. Yep. Uh, Bo, you mentioned a while ago, you know, just about parents. Uh, you know, if, you're, if you've got kids at public schools, you know, to be intentional. So just kind of give us, uh, you know, you've experienced this on several different levels, but just... You know, like some good tips or things to to that would help parents as they walk through the school years with their kids, uh, or high school years with their kids, things that would help prepare them for maybe they've got an eighth grader coming into ninth grade, uh, or maybe just they're they're transitioning from a homeschool or Christian school, what it's gonna be like, uh just things to to know a little bit.
1: Well, um, what I would what I would say is that you know, being intentional, what, what does that look like? And so I think, uh, that would look something like, uh, kids are coming home and this is kind of what we did with the Sutter boys. They'd come home with their homework. And so I I made them, I made them have, um, uh, an agenda, right. Where they had to write everything down. And, uh, we, we had our little, you know, the goal was to, to train them up, to prepare them for life, number one, but also prepare them for college, um, so that they would have the skills that, that they needed to be successful. So, um, sitting down, and going through their their subjects, right? So, if it's English, what book are you reading? Okay, so let's look at it. Um, so, for me, it was really about. I mean, I was I was engaged in. Okay, so you need to you need to write a thesis statement. Here's how you do it. You know, and teaching them about what what that is about, but also looking at the content what what they're being taught. Um, so, whether it be biology or science or history, um, talking to them about their teachers and what they're teaching, and and um, um, just and, and, and I would say a, a big thing is uh, really reaching out and developing. We talked about relationships quite a bit. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things you can do is developing a relationship with the teacher. Hmm. That's good. Um, so there are plenty of opportunities via email, uh, via parent conferences. Um, you know, there's several opportunities where you can get to know the teacher and let them know that you're always uh, interested to help out. Yeah. Let me know, hey, if you're having a special day, uh, you know, maybe I can get some stuff for your kids. Um but but just being engaged, being sensitive, and, and knowing uh, knowing what your kids are doing, what they're learning, um, there should be constant conversation mm-hmm. about class. Okay, so how is history today? What did you learn about? Well, we you know we learned about the Revolutionary War. Okay, so tell me about it. You know so. I think that's crucial. Yeah. Absolutely crucial. Yeah. Well, that would be great for if, if a teacher knows,
0: right? If, if we're talking about living Christianity out in the public yeah. square, the kids and the the kids that are most engaged, or at least the kids' parents who are most engaged, yep. most helpful, a resource I can
2: contact, I know they're Christians. <laughs> that's right. Like they see parents as an ally. That's a really, yeah. It's yeah. You know, uh, high school is kind of a formative time. You know, kids are trying to figure out their future, their relationships. And things like that. So, you know, what are some things maybe kids are going to be influenced by or see um, when they get to a to a large public high school that maybe they're not used to? Right. And so what, what I'll do is I'm going to talk in general.
1: Um, I'm going to talk in general what um, being being in many high schools and, and listening to a lot of different administrators as well as coaches and teachers. Um, they're going to see everything. Um, everything will be visible um you will hear and see uh, everything uh, and and um, what I mean by that is uh, um, you know you look at you look at whatever community you're in uh, so in every community there's there's violence there's 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 all sorts of things uh, negative things and there's good things yeah. but um be prepared to see uh, many things that that you, are not ready for your kids to see, and and we know that this can happen anywhere. Right. right? Um, this can happen. They can. This can happen anywhere. Um, seeing things on your phone that that, um, you know, one story. You know, thinking about uh, and this this is in general. Uh, I'll just say a big problem in general is, um, things being sent to kids that that it's it's not appropriate. Yeah. Um, maybe things that do I want my son or daughter seeing that at at such an early age. Right. Um, so,
2: be ready yeah. to hear and see everything, so it goes back to even what you were saying about parents being involved and having conversations and all that stuff yeah yeah,
1: absolutely and yeah. and that's where when you know picking your kid up, having that you know how school yeah. anything interesting happened today right. um if so what and and and
2: then just and and maybe I, even prior to going to school, right, having some conversations about some of these things that, that to kind of prepare them a little. Prep, prepping yeah. them and preparing them and and you think about any profession, anything that you do you don't just typically
1: go into it. There's always a prepping. There's always be ready for here. Here's some training. Yeah. Um, These are things you might see. So, um, you know, you'll, again,
2: you'll see it all. It's good. So like, uh, like any job, right. Public education's got some challenges and some rewards. What can you just give us a couple of each one of those? Like what are a couple of big challenges you face working in the public school system, but then also some really, great opportunities that you've had. Yeah,
1: so, so, you know, within public ed as, as a, a believer in Christ, um, you know, uh, I, I, can't go in there and start hanging things up. I can't go around and, and preach to kids. I can't give them books. Okay. Um, I can't do a lot of the things that I'd like to do. Uh, I can be a positive influence. Um, you know, I, one quote that always, that I always think about is, a. Uh, St. Francis of Assisi, he he talks about. Um, he, he has a quote where it says, uh, "Share the gospel always. Use words when necessary." And and so I I apply that. I mean, you, there's a, a way you can apply it where it's not good. I my application for that within public ed is is through my example, through the way I talk, through conversations um, that I'm constantly sharing the gospel with kindness and love. Um, so the, the pros would be the ability to get in and influence young kids and be transformational, that, that, that type of coach yeah. in all areas. Um, and then the, the hard part would be, uh, you, you, know, maybe not being able to do some of the things that you'd like to do. Um, because there is a separation of church and state, which historically I, I look, I view that completely different than most. Um, I, th- I think if you study that out, you'll, you'll see that that's, uh, the true intent and content is is different than how we apply it today, um, but so positives. There, there are a lot of people that need help. Yeah. adults, kids, tons of room to impact people and be in their and, and and be in their lives. Yeah. And um, the hard part is, you know, you're, you're seeing that stuff a lot, yeah. and that we talked about a lot, a lot of the bad things within. And um, the non-ability to, to really uh, openly talk about, let's say, uh, your faith. Let me ask you a question,
0: Kerbal, a little bit. But you, you've mentioned the word manhood, men. Um, as our culture kind of wrestles with, with sexuality and gender and, and some of those things,
1: mm-hmm. how do you think about that? Um, yeah. So, again, Seasons of Life is a great book. Um, he addresses this issue. Uh, what, what he points out is, and this is another big thing within his book, is that uh, we have accepted the idea that that manhood means three things. In this book, he says it means to be a man is all about sexual conquest. To be a man is about accomplishment. To be a man is about your sports accomplishments. Okay, and if you've atta- if you've if you've reached those things, if you've done that, been there, done that, then you're a man. And what he points out is that's that's not even close. That that has nothing to do with what it really means to be a man. Uh, what it means to be a man is to develop relationships with people, to love them, to go through hard times with them, to help them. And uh, one of the things that he's actually uh, committed his life to is, you know, he was he was in tough cities trying to help with feeding people this and that. And and finally, what he said is, you know what? I'm going to invest the rest of my life in investing in young men. Mm-hmm. And trying to help them understand their calling, what it really means to be a man. And uh, in this book, he talks about, uh, the coach talks about, uh, you know, a parent asked him, hey, how are the, how are the boys going to be? And he says, well, we'll see in about 20 years. And and, he, and so he said right after that, he says, we'll see what kind of fathers they are, what kind of husbands that they are, and what kind of community members they are. Um, that's what it means to be a man. Someone that's willing to build relationships, be vulnerable, and serve and help others. That's good. Very good. Well, Bo, this has been great, man. I appreciate your time. So gra- glad that, that the Lord has
0: called you. Um, <clears throat> part of our, our church family and, and you're serving our youth group. And I know the young men, like you said, in, in 20 years, I, I know they'll be better for having spent time with you. So appreciate appreciate your time. And uh, the resources he mentioned again were uh, Inside Out Coaching by Joe Ehrman. More Than a Carpenter by Josh McDowell, we didn't get to. And then Seasons of Life by Jeffrey Marks. We'll have those in the show notes. Uh, Thanks again, Bo, and we'll catch you next time on TBC Equipped.